1: let's get started. Hey it's Andy Park here and welcome back to the new grad physio podcast. So I get a lot of questions, emails through my socials around special tests and it's not surprising because so many therapists hang their hats on special testing but the big problem with this is that in doing so and by you know putting so much emphasis on the special testing section of your objective assessment is that you might also often miss other real important information in the rest of your objective assessment if you get special testing wrong it can lead to the wrong diagnosis and more often than not in most cases it might get you in a pickle because if the special test doesn't show you what you thought it might show you, uh, based on I guess the remainder of what you found in the assessment, it gets your head in the spin. You know, you're getting a bit of a pickle. You're not quite sure. Come the end of the objective assessment, what's actually going on with your patient? So, what I want to do in today's podcast is to talk um, a little bit more in detail around special testing because special testing is. Important and I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't do it, but there's certain aspects of special testing that you that you just need to be aware of because again, special testing's only as good as your ability to do special testing well and as always as as is any other part of your objective assessment, it's just part of the puzzle. It's gonna help you to, to put all those jigsaw pieces together and you cannot rely solely on special testing for for any diagnosis. Clearly, it's a combination of the information you get from your subjective assessment and also the whole of your objective assessment to which special testing is part of. So, there's a few tips here to to help you get the, the most out of your objective assessment, specifically related to your special testing. So, number one is the best test is your first test. So, special testing, special tests are either provocative or, in the sense that they're either going to provoke pain or some degree of instability. So, think about when you're doing a Lachman's test for the knee, you're testing to see if the ACL is unstable. You might do an anterior draw test with the ankle. You might do some sort of crank test, apprehension test at the shoulder what we're looking for when we're doing a special test is to provoke tissues we try to see if they we get a positive result in the sense that we think that this test has cranked up this particular tissue which is, gives us information to suggest that this tissue is actually at fault so in terms of the first test being your your best test is we know that patients don't like pain if you ever had a joint, you know, move that you don't want to move because it's, you know, in- unstable. Um, I have with my knees MCL injuries. It feels absolutely disgusting. So, the, the reason why your first test is your best test is after your first test, if you don't get your handling, you know, right, and you don't do that test well, if you try and repeat that test, you know, second, third, fourth time, etc., your patient's probably going to become very apprehensive. They're probably going to fix they're gonna switch muscles on because it wasn't a nice feeling. You just made them, you know, sore, you made them pain their knee painful or shoulder painful. They're not freely gonna allow you to do it again. You might have moved their knee and it wobbled and felt, you know, horrible. You know, clearly again they're not gonna do that. They're gonna probably gonna tense the quads um you know, fix the joint to try and protect it because it didn't feel good. So then that test you do the second time, third time, fourth time, is is all but, you know arbitrary really because again it's not going to give you uh, a true result as to whether the joint is unstable or you know, that structure is giving pain so again be really sure about the test you're doing be practice your test so then when you get the opportunity you're going to do a you know an MCL valgus test that you do it right the first time because that might be the only opportunity you actually get to actually get a true test of your your patient's a knee or shoulder or whatever of a joint it is the other part of this is starting to think about a different mindset in terms of special testing so when we are special testing the idea behind special testing is, is going to come at the end of your objective assessment and by that point you should have a really clear idea of what you think is causing your patient's problem i.e what the diagnosis is so at that point you should be prioritizing your testing to do the test that fits what you have found so far so an error that a lot of new grads make is that you will have a knee problem even though you might think it's an MCL or a patellar tendon problem but what you'll do is just because of how you were taught at university you'll just go through a full battery of tests you'll test everything you'll test the the ACL the LCL the posterior lateral corner you'll do all these meniscal tests where you know really looking for an MCL test so again we need to prioritize your testing because again the best test is always your first test again if you um, irritate the knee and then do further testing again that's again potentially going to be void because again maybe you've irritated the knee and then you're a bit unsure as to if that second third test you're doing is it sore because um, you know the knees are still a little bit irritated which would be normal you know for a lot of special tests you would do or is there actually another problem there as well so the change in mindset is trying to think about testing to rule something in and doing the te- only the test that you need to do rather than trying to just test everything to try and rule all the other things out. So it means probably less testing, but it means you would be more specific with the actual test you're using when you are special testing your patient. The second point is do your special testing last. Again, talking what I mentioned before is these tests are provocative, now, if you stir your patient up you know earlier in the assessment, it's probably going to lead to you getting some false positives. You're going to get tests that you do after that, you stir the knee up a little bit, which might is, is normal and expected to a certain degree with special testing, because these tests are, are provocative. And then say you're going to carry on with your knee assessment and you're looking at other things, but again, other things are sore, but again, they might just be sore because you stirred things up, and that will lead you to potentially pick up some false positives, thinking your patient may have other issues in their, in their knee, for example, when they go. So it's really important that the ordering of your objective assessment allows your special testing to come at the end. And you, Again, you're just using those special tests at the end of the objective assessment to really nail down exactly what's going on with your patient and confirm your thoughts that are built upon your subjective assessment and what you've done previously in your objective assessment, and then the third and final point is know the evidence and find the best test for you. So, again, some tests we know are very good, they have high you know sensitivity, they are specific to the structures you're testing, and some tests are not. The shoulder, you know, inherently in terms of special testing, is really poor. We know that tests at the shoulder compared to to most of the joints, the main joints of the body uh, actually are much less sensitive uh, and much less specific. So again we we need to know that and need to be aware of that and that probably heightens the importance of what I was saying previously about you know special testing only being part of your objective assessment and and again you not relying too much on special tests particularly for joints like the shoulder because again the tests are not particularly that good. But that said the best test based on the evidence are not always going to be the, the best test for you because again a special test is only as good as your ability to do that test so what I found with um, ACL testing is that I actually found um, Lachman's testing really difficult when I first started out I was working at the time in professional rugby as I do now but um, you know, I was working with some big guys and I really struggled to get like, one hand around the back of their proximal calf, proximal and tibia and really you know, drive, bring forward their, their tibia and pull it forward. So I actually found it much easier for me to do that um, with two hands, i.e. using an anterior draw test. So if you look at the evidence, a Lackman's test is a better test. Overall it's more sensitive. It's more specific to pick up an ACL injury but I couldn't do the test as well as I could the anterior draw test so as good as a Lackermans test is on paper in reality for me it wasn't the best test for me so you might find the same because of you, know, you might have smaller hands like working with big people like like I was um, it might just be a technical thing that like you find one test much easier to do than, than another so again you need to practice these tests, you need to find out, you know, look at the evidence, find out what the best tests are, and try and use those where possible. But again, there is some you know some scope to uh, and there needs to be some scope for you to be able to actually pick the, the tests you can actually do very well. Because again, the, the test is only as good as it says in the, the journal article, um, if you can do that test well. So the best test is your first test. Do your special testing at the end and know the evidence and find the best test for you. So that's today's podcast. I've tried to summarise, keep it short and sharp. Hopefully that's been really useful for you in relation to your special testing. As always, if there is any questions, anything you'd like me to go into more detail with around special testing, then don't hesitate to get in contact. You can email me directly, andy at newgraphphysio.com. There's not some autobot there that's responding to you. That's actually my personal email address for the New Graph Physio. So again, send your questions across, your queries, any topics that you might want me to cover on the podcast, and I'll put them and add them to uh, my list. Um, also, if it's easier, if you prefer, reach out to me on social media. I am at New Graph Physio on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Andy Barker on LinkedIn. And then finally, if you'd like to see uh, me work and see what I do and the system that I use to, to assess, treat and rehab my patients, the, to, to be look on my shoulder as I go through a full subjective and objective assessment, including special testing, um, in person, then don't miss my Rehab and Return to Performance course. It's a one-day course, it's happening later this year, on Saturday, November the 25th, 2023. It's at the Wheatwood Hall Hotel, which is in Leeds, England. Tickets are only £119 for the day, which includes um, a CPD certificate. It includes a course brochure that has all the presentation slides in it. You get refreshments, coffees, teas, biscuits, pastries, which are really nice. Um, throughout the day, you get free lunch. Uh, and I can also get you a discount on the hotel should you wish to, just to stay the, the evening before or even the evening after if you're traveling a little bit further. So again, you can hit the link in the show notes to find out more about the course. Or again, just contact me directly if you have any questions or queries. It'd be awesome to see you there. Really looking forward to this as my last event of 2023. I held um, a similar course, or I had held the same course earlier this summer over in Galway, Island. Uh, which was fantastic fully sold out had a had a great time uh, I'll make making a few a couple of tweaks and changes to the course to make it even better this time around so if you can join you know could join us it'd be awesome to, to see you there. If you do need any more you know information on the course then please just reach out to me and I'll get right back to you. So as always thanks for your time and attention really appreciate it. Hope you found that helpful and um, again thanks Catch you for the next episode of the New Grad Physio podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, The Five Breakthrough Steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF, or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses, or find out more about his New Grad Physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.